0: For now, let's start the conversation. Conversations. All
1: right. Welcome, Rita Plaskett, all the way from Toronto and Canada.
2: Thank you. Nice to see you again, Rude.
1: It's such a pleasure. Welcome on stage with the Design to Change podcast. And Rita, we've met um, quite a number of years back when uh, the event canvas and event design wasn't as... Um, um, known as it is today um, now that you're a certified event designer but also uh, from the time that I remember when we first connected with uh, Alyssa Hurley and at the time it was about how do we bring this into action in Canada and you came out to our program at San Diego State University to become a certified event designer as one of the first um, um, pioneers in this field so uh, that's that is that is really a treat to have you back on
2: well it's a pleasure to be here
1: So uh, for those of you that have never met Rita Plaskett, she's the president at Agendum, which is a strategic meetings management firm based in Toronto in Canada. And um, that is um, something she's been doing for nearly uh, 18 and a half years from what I can see here. So that's a long time um, activity as well as being a, um, um, an educator at George Brown College. I know you're now on the advisory board there. And before that, you were with, with uh, Merits Canada and the Pinnacle Group, um, and one of the prolific MPI planners of the year in the past. So this is what people can see on LinkedIn about you, Rita, but is there something that people cannot read on LinkedIn that might be interesting for them to know about you?
2: Uh, let's see. Um, well, I could use my MPI life. I, I uh, was uh, chair of MPI's uh, global foundation for uh, a few years. I was the founder of the MPI foundation in Canada. Um, and uh, I was the uh, driver behind the economic impact study in Canada uh, for the three studies that we did. So uh, that kept me a little busy for a while. And it was a lot of fun.
1: Absolutely. And we... You know, the, the, the work done by both the foundation, but also these economic impact studies has, has had a deep impact on, on, on how people look at this industry. Uh, but I think also uh, through the foundation, we were able to bring event design across Canada uh, very successfully. And for a number of years, that really has driven Canada as one of the leading countries that's been applying this. So thank you for making that happen, Rita. We are deeply appreciative of that.
2: So it's interesting because since we've been through COVID, that economic impact study has resurfaced again. It's uh, become the comparison tool now wow. to what our industry used to be able to accomplish, and trying to get back to that point again. So, yeah, yeah so so it's so almost it's like right. a
1: baseline of what once yeah. was, right? Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: exactly. And
1: seeing, seeing how we can get back to that.
2: Mm-hmm. Exactly.
1: So that uh, brings us to the first question, uh, Rita, from uh, on stage from the book, which is on the first page. And the question there is, a good conversation can shift the direction of change forever. Would you leave that to chance?
2: Uh, actually, I don't think so. I, I, I really believe I'm the master of my own destiny. Uh, and uh, conversation that brings change sparks something inside of you. And then it, it pushes you to... Uh, to that next level to want to do something different or to master something better. So to leave it to chance, it, in my, in my opinion, may not necessarily give you the end result you're looking for. I think anything worth doing is worth putting the time and effort into and, and the master of my own destiny, I think.
1: Yeah. I like that approach because you're in charge of your own direction in terms of the horizon of change. Right. So let's, Mm -hmm. let's bring the conversation there. Um, in our book, and when we open the book, it, it, it really talks about the conversations around change, right? So the delta is, 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 is the visual. But the way we look at change is also through the horizons of change. So, you know, you go over multiple horizons um, as you go through your progression in your careers. Um, let me ask you about your next horizon of change. So let's say for the next year, what's, kind of, what, what's on your horizon of change, Rita?
2: Uh, over, through COVID, um, I created a secondary uh, company, uh, brought in three partners, peers, three part, we r- r- four partners, three peers, and then I sourced someone as partner that was not from our industry, completely uh, unconnected, with a completely different biased opinion of what we were doing and our approach. Uh, I very much used the strategic approach to building this company where there was there's lines of businesses and uh, it's more working on the business versus working in the business. Um, so Agendum will continue working in the business as a delivery tool. Um, the new organization will work in a strategic level uh, differently with clients resulting in different lines of businesses and different deliveries. So that's my big focus for the next year.
1: Wow. Big project. Uh, earlier, I think it was two weeks ago, we were in Lausanne at the PCMA conference here in Europe, and we spoke to Yves Pigneur, uh, who is one of our ins- inspir- inspirations together with Alex Osterwalder. And they currently talk about this very topic you just addressed there, which is, you know, h- how do you become an invincible company by exploiting the thing that you're really good at, but also exploring new things. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like you're doing both, uh, Rita. So... Mm-hmm. That's uh, not for the faint hearted. Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> not during COVID at least anyway. <laughs> yeah.
1: But um, uh, delighted that that's something you're also working on with, with um, uh, three other peers and people from outside the industry. I think that's a very um, interesting approach. And you talking about working in the business versus on the business is a topic that we have close at heart in the EDC mastermind program, which you're going to be joining uh, this month. Um, after quite a few years of, um, I mean, you were one of the first or Certified Event Designers, back in, I think it was 2016, if I'm not mistaken. So um, this five-year adventure is now leading to the EDC Mastermind, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, Rita, we have um, two options. We can either go down the horizons of change further, or what we can do is spin the wheel And um, leave it to chance to see where we end up in the book and then um, uh, address that topic. Um, It is your choice uh, to kind of determine which which one we do. Um, What has your preference?
2: Let's spin the wheel. All
1: right, let's spin the wheel. And I'm going to put the wheel on the screen just to prove that we're actually going to the right one. Let's spin that wheel and see where it ends up. Ah, putting design on the agenda. Excellent. Putting design on the agenda. That's not the easiest topic uh, that mm-hmm. we're going to be dealing with because it's actually the, um, the I think it's chapter five, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, chapter five, mm-hmm. where we talk about, um, you know, how do you put design on the agenda? Because it's, it's, it sounds like an easy thing, but... It's actually quite tricky, right? Once you know that design really works, but your event owner might not necessarily know that. So let me ask you a couple of questions about that specific topic. The first one is, how can you comfort your event owner that not having clarity with the initial ask is OK? Uh,
2: communication and trust, uh, mm-hmm. I think, are very important. and. Not to not don't not to come at it as a sales uh, pitch, I guess, for lack of a better word.
1: Hmm.
2: But, but really, not having the solution in the beginning is the right answer. If hmm. you have all the solutions when you start, there's really the journey's not going to be fruitful. But if if they don't have the solution or, or they're open to to looking at other options, hmm. maybe liking or not liking what they see, but but being open to change for the better Hmm. Um, though to me those have been the conversations that i've had to help them understand that this was a worthwhile venture and at the end of the day um it will change things will change but even Hmm. if they don't change and they've been through the process and they didn't change which very seldom ever happens but (laughs) doesn't doesn't change it was still the journey just validates Hmm. there's, there's nothing lost in the journey
1: yeah Powerful. And I think design is not, uh, like you said, it's not something you sell to people, but it, it, the, the function of it is something that people need to perceive, right? Mm-hmm. And actually the biggest love affair that event design has is with the problem, right? It's yeah. articulating the problem and ex- exploring the problem first um, mm-hmm. and not having full clarity is actually a perfect vantage point to start from. I agree. Those that think they have full clarity probably are not fully in tune with their needs, right? They're probably just looking at their wants. Mm. Let's go to the second. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Rita.
2: Hopefully they're open enough to um, see it that way.
1: Yeah. So let's go to the second question, which is what guardrails do you offer to allow the event owner to feel comfortable to say yes to you for event design?
2: Uh, Going in, I'm not going in to change what they have, Uh, what whatever they're doing, they're they're happy with, they feel it's working, they feel maybe it could work better, maybe it couldn't work better, who knows. But the fact that they have a formula that they're happy with to start off with, Hmm. they're not they're not abandoning that They're So that's still over here. And it's still going to continue on. This is just a different exercise, a different viewpoint, a different way to like a checkpoint for what you're doing. And through the journey, you discover there's so much more than what you were just doing. But if you don't take the journey and what you're doing right now is successful, then you do have your guardrails. You do have what you need to continue on. You're not yeah. throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Those are good guardrails, I think, to offer an event owner uh, to feel comfortable, to say yes, right, to event design. Mm-hmm. Let's go to this next one, which is, how will you sketch the outcomes of event design and involve the event owner in the way forward?
2: Uh, How will you sketch the outcomes of the event design? Can you be a little bit clearer on that question? I'm not really sure what you're.
1: So so when the event owner, when you propose event design to them, Mm -hmm. and they might not necessarily know what event design looks like when it's finished, How do you how do you get them to buy into this idea that it's a good idea to do event design first,
2: mm-hmm.
1: with maybe a number of prototypes that they can then choose from,
2: mm-hmm.
1: prior to jumping into solution mode of delivering one of them?
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I've I've used examples that successful examples. Uh, a lot of the examples that we used and created when we were doing our program in twenty sixteen. Uh, because a lot of people are visual, many people are visual, and when they can see the various steps and they can see the end result of it and the various steps as you go through, visually they understand, they haven't been through it, but they understand a bit of what the process is about. It, It gets them excited about it um and at the end of the journey i mean this is something they put up in a wall in their boardroom and it's conversation constantly about how they started out here and ended up there and what the journey was like but when they see it in front of them from successes of other hmm. clients other um examples that usually it, it helps a lot.
1: yeah and yeah, knowing what an event design looks like or what the choices might be comforting right that you're not pushed into one corner or mm-hmm. you might have an idea what it should be but then all of a sudden a, a team of people comes up with alternatives that you might not have thought about which might even be better right Exactly. Yeah. yeah let's go to this one uh, the fourth question which is how does getting design on the agenda help the event owner in other parts of the organization to achieve strategic goals
2: um invite uh, for me, uh, as I've approached, I, I did have one particular uh, client who was, I, I was hard to convince this this individual um, that this was something that they needed. I think it was more about the individual, I'll be honest with you. The, um, the concern that they had that maybe... It would, it would demonstrate that they weren't as effective as maybe their team thought they were. Hmm. And so it's more, it was more of an insecurity. Hmm. Uh, and uh, by engaging not just that person, but all the rest of the, the team, it was an association, this particular one was an association. So by engaging the board of directors and by positioning this president CEO as the driver for the solution involving them rather than making this person feel that they were being judged, Put them in the driver's seat of finding solutions to help grow their organization.
1: Yeah, I like that, and it's it's when you when you meet the more difficult candidates, right? I think um, that and our and our obsession maybe with the event itself. Uh, mm-hmm. I've also noticed if you can if you can zoom out and relate it to other objectives of the organization and how it might help those things, it's really a very strong anchor. Um, for people to buy into that subject right of, of being able to do that um, those were the four questions from this chapter on putting design on the agenda right so this is one out, one out of the um, eight chapters in this in this book um, each each of these chapters has a worksheet like we were just looking at um, what we'd like to ask you, Rita, is um, now that we have the you know the off the cuff answers that you provide with your you know, um, perspective without preparation. This was a little bit left to chance, right? Um, <laughs> what we'd like to ask you to do is uh, provide, so we'll send you a link to this uh, worksheet and we'll also add the link in the comments of the podcast. So our listeners can also um, engage in this, but we'd love to ask you to fill out those four questions also maybe just in a short text version and we'll add it to the liner notes of the podcast. Um, because in this repository, this is actually where we harvest the thinking of all the different brains that you know, are going into Design to Change. And so the repository of answers will serve your peers to learn how to do these things. Right? We all have different techniques and different approaches. So, um, um, so that's one ask of you. The second ask, Rita, is that we are um, always keen to see a year from today, how has your horizon of change panned out as to what you Mm -hmm. said in the beginning of the podcast, right? Mm. So with your permission, we'd like to, um, um, replicate the agenda item that we put in the agenda for today. Today is the 4th of November, 2021. And we'll send one for the 4th of November, or if that's a weekend, we'll do it somewhere in that week, 2022, in which we'll have a new conversation like this one reflecting back on the horizon that you're then on. How does that sound?
2: I think it's great. It makes me accountable.
1: <laughs> it does, right? It's, it's almost like you have the gap of a year and mm-hmm. then the podcast becomes an event, right? Because it's two stakeholders. We are both changing some of our behavior. Mm-hmm. And who knows, we might have people listening in that say, hey, I'd like to try that worksheet. Or what does mm-hmm. it take to become a certified event designer? Or I mm-hmm. should talk to my event owner differently as a result mm-hmm. of what I heard Rita answer in one of these questions. So, mm-hmm. um Lovely to see that and uh, really delighted that you could join us here on stage for this part. Um,
2: It was a pleasure.
1: Yeah. Um, Don't miss, if you're in this podcast, the next one, which is the backstage conversation with Rita. And we're actually going to go backstage and hang out a little bit more and uh, talk about all the stuff that didn't come up in the question. So we'll see you there in a couple of moments, Rita.
2: Okay, thank you.
0: This has been another episode of the Design to Change Designer Conversation Series. Explore these conversations and additional content at designtochange.online. Want more right now? Tune into the backstage episode of this conversation and hear what the experts discuss offstage.